After a reader told author Lisa Wingate that she might find an interesting story at the Gospel Cafe, Lisa was intrigued. So a couple of summers ago, she visited the 13-year-old ministry. And um, I just thought it was a great story. I thought it was a great story of a few people making an impact on a neighborhood and really stepping out and doing something bold. So for quite a few years, a couple years, I wanted to write the story. And so I went down there and volunteered and got to know the place and the people and the volunteers and the people who eat there. And While volunteering, she got to know people on both sides of the counter at the facility that's far more than a restaurant. Um, just thought it was such a an incredible experience when you look out and see this cross-section of people who may be professors from Baylor or ministry students or homeless people or um, people living in the, uh, the, the government apartments nearby. And, you know, it's just amazing to see all these people sharing this common table and kind of what it does to people. The Gospel Cafe doesn't charge for meals. People pay what they can. Some people pay more to cover food for others. Food is prepared for anyone, but it's often the needy and downtrodden who fill the lines that begin to form before it opens at 11.30. The Gospel Cafe was founded by Cross Ties Ministries, who runs and holds church services in the building. Lisa found something special, just as have many who have visited over the years. One word in particular keeps coming up. Love. Marsha Marty is pastor of Cross Ties Ministries. That is our, our first uh, concern. It is what Jesus commands us to do, and it's not optional. So, uh, you know, he said, love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. So that's what we do. And that's whether it be through food or medicine or prayer or N.A. or, or whatever it is that we do. Ultimately, our primary concern is loving. It's that love that truly permeates the Gospel Cafe and that stands out to everyone from the homeless who enter its doors to the author who wrote about it. In the hours leading up to the opening of the doors for lunch, a number of volunteers prepare the day's menu. We're going to have spaghetti with meat sauce. Uh, Kay makes a mean uh, beef mac and cheese dish, serve a lot. And then Esther, um, her specialty is meatballs and gravy over rice. Sherry Castello, who's a Cross Ties member who was there at the founding, oversees the operation as volunteers scurry about the large kitchen, stirring, pouring, mixing, and preparing the day's offerings. The kitchen and surrounding rooms look like home, with light yellow walls, pictures, and bookshelves. It helps set the tone, but what really sets the tone before the hungry enter is the prayer, as Pastor Marty leads all of the volunteers, arms locked with one another, in a petition. God, we are so grateful for another opportunity to come and serve you here in this place. Thank you for each one who hears your calling in their hearts to do this work. God, we ask now as we open these doors that you help the kingdom of God, your kingdom, to be made known here in this place and that everyone will say, see how they love one another. The volunteers continue back to work, buoyed by the prayer and past experience. Most of them say that they came expecting to serve, yet as it is in so many of these situations, it's they that find themselves served more often than not. Gail Froberg is a former nurse who volunteers. Thirteen months ago, she nearly died from a brain aneurysm. After overcoming the affliction, she was blown away when she returned to the cafe. When I got out of the hospital, they started kissing my hands and my arms. They said, we knew you couldn't die. Can you, I mean, how can you not be touched by that? The love that's shown to you, and you don't deserve it, I don't deserve it. And a lot of these people say, we've been praying for you. That is, that levels everybody. It levels everybody. And as Marcia says, we're all the same in God's eyes. Her story is the most dramatic, but the theme not uncommon. One worker, a former school teacher, finds herself blessed to be interacting with former students. 
Another, who will meet tomorrow, now works at the cafe after being referred there during a low point in her life by a doctor familiar with their work. But even as they talk, they keep busy, knowing that the lunch rush is just around the corner. Sherry Costello knows they'll be busy. There will be anywhere from 150 to 200 people through here today. We served 23,800 last year. That's three days a week, two hours. So they'll be pretty packed. We'll turn over the crowd about four times. Tomorrow we'll see what happens at the Gospel Cafe when the doors open and the serving that Lisa Wingate describes in her book begins. You can hear yesterday's story online at kwbu.org. For KWBU News, I'm Derek Smith.